y'all. Welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode number 115. Uh, my name is Jason. I'm the owner of Outdoor Legacy. Uh, we've got a great review show for you tonight, but first I want to bring in my co-host, Mr. Hans East Texas. How are you tonight, Hans? Mr. Jason Robertson. How are you doing, sir? Man, I am doing good. Uh, you just told me that I had the most retarded countdown before we started this ever, and that kind of yeah, hurts my feelings. Yeah, I mean, but. you you started counting down, and then you'd pause and talk about something else, and then <laughs> continue your countdown, and I'm frozen here well, waiting just, to, to uh, talk, had, but... Had your had your radio smile. At on. some point, we're gonna have to do a blooper show. But hey, uh, thank y'all for joining us again mm-hmm. this week, episode one fifteen. We are getting uh, up there in shows, and so I want to let everybody know because I've gotten a lot of messages, a lot of people asking, they want to update about the grave. We hadn't talked about it. Uh, yes, didn't talk the about, grave. Yeah, we didn't talk about it last week. We, I've been trying to avoid it to hope that hope people. We'll forget. So, so if you haven't, if you missed the show, yeah, uh, tell them what it is. Yeah, Buddy and I uh, were out hunting on a new property that we have. Um, brother-in-law uh, owns the land, so it's family land now. It was purchased from a company, uh, actually an oil company. It's 350 acres. So it wasn't individually owned. It was company owned. Uh, we were out in the woods hunting, uh, found a random grave in the middle of the woods uh, with fresh dirt, a fresh white painted cross, but this was um, not a place that you would think you would find a grave. I mean, it was in the in the brush, I mean, kind of in the thick stuff. Uh, you would not know it was there unless you stumbled on onto it like we did. We we took a wrong trail. It actually wasn't even really a trail, I guess, but we, <laughs> we, we were looking for the main trail. We got off on this little side clearing, and we both looked at each other and like, is that a cross <laughs> on top of a, I mean, it looked like it was just, uh, something out of pet cemetery, but folks, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I have, I have not heard an update on this. Yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. And if this does not end with him digging this up, this is the biggest no, letdown ever. It, go, it has, go, it, keep talking. Yeah. So you're going to be disappointed because I haven't dug it oh, up. Oh my gosh. But is, I, here is Why are we my, even talking about because it? Because I want I'll, it dug up. So here's my <laughs> commitment to the folks on this fine radio show. We, that grave will be dug up, uh, by the time we air again next week. So you're going to have to tune in next wow. week. I've really been avoiding it. I really don't want to do it with every part of my body. I, I just am revi- resisting doing it, but I've had too many people that have asked about the grave and now I feel like I have to do it. I, I can't let it and, go. And I want to be clear folks, just to be clear, there's nothing about this. I have seen pictures of it. And there's nothing about this that would make it appear to be a grave of a human. So no. we're we're <laughs> we're hoping it's not. We're not planning on that. This is not like he's digging up some cemetery. But there was fresh dirt. Oh yeah. It was in the middle of the woods in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And Jason is hell-bent on me digging up some random dog out in the middle of the woods. And if it's a dog, that's fine. I just want to know who trespasses in the middle of nowhere, climbs through the woods and the green briars and whatever to bury a dog in the middle. I'm telling you, there's something weird. Not on your land, you know, in the middle of nowhere. So my buddy last night, he said, what if it's just a random person's hand just a hand like one random oh body part oh my gosh and oh i guess gosh. i just sat there and was like well i guess we'd have to call the sheriff <laughs> i'm gonna have bad dreams now <laughs> yeah yeah so i yeah. will that thing will be dug up by the time you hear another show next week 
and uh, that is my commitment to you. I, uh, you, when I first told, yeah, when I first told the story, I did not commit to digging up because I really don't want to dig it up, but it seems as if I cannot get away from, away from I'm, it. So. I'm not going to lie, folks. I am super excited to I hear what this are. is about. So I, I, I kind of feel like it's going to be a letdown when it's all said oh, and so done, but the, one of the I, reasons yeah. why I've, I haven't done it yet is because I really want to. I want to take the camera out there. I want a video. So, you know, I'm, I'm having to get, you know, special lighting <laughs> so I can, you know, have a, have a good presentation of a video uh, because it might have to be used as evidence, state evidence against somebody. <laughs> so I want to make sure that it, the video quality is very uh, good. But yes. Are you going to take somebody with you? You're going to do this by yourself. Yeah. So I really want to. I don't want to do it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I really, if I was closer, I would be going. I know I'm you are all about this. it. You and your crime shows. I would. But um, I, would. I, I really, really want to do it. Uh, have somebody there. Well, um, I, I'm a professional, and I don't know if many people know this, but uh, when I was, um, well, when I was in high school, I had a buddy, and his parents owned a cemetery service, and they dug uh, every grave within about a three to four county area. So mm -hmm. they were uh, contracted with all the funeral homes to dig every grave, and so I would work with them sometimes on the weekends, a little bit in the summer, and then when I graduated high school, uh, when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Uh, I actually worked for them for over a year and we dug all kinds of graves and we would, we would do what's called a disinterment where you dig up somebody mm. and it would be either to move them to a different cemetery for whatever reason the family mm. might want. It might be if there was again, some sort of a investigation. So we dug up a lot of people, but anyway, that's some weird stories for another day, but man, I'm a pro. I'm all about this. Grab you a shovel and come on up here. But we will. That thing will be dug up, dug up by the uh, by next week. I can't wait. Uh, I'm not excited about it. But I got to remember to throw shoveling back my truck. I, I've been forgetting yeah, to do and that get too. your camera get and your tripods and all that. So yeah, I think I think video in this is going to be a, a good thing just for the evidence. Just evidence. In case just in case evidence. Yeah. If something funny happens and I want to have it on camera. If something horrible happens, I want there to be a recorded video of my last moments alive on Earth. Some. <laughs> My wife can, you know, find well, out what you happened. You need to send me the GPS coordinates so I can yeah. come find you. Yeah. So exactly. uh, we'll get that done. I promise you. I, I'm sorry for the delay, but honestly, I don't want to do it. So <laughs> I've been delaying oh, it as long wow. as I possibly can, possibly can but everybody, everybody's okay. saying I got to do it. So, all right. Well, I, hey, I want to say one more thing. Yeah. If you're watching on YouTube and uh, a lot of our viewers are, and you're looking at my shirt, <laughs> if you can see it... <laughs> It's got this huge thing. All you can see is heck, but it says heck. Yeah. Texas. I have no idea what it is. My wife bought me the shirt. I kind of like it, but when I got in here, I was looking at myself in the camera and I'm like, all you can see is heck oh, and kind of see heck. Yeah. But so anyway, that's what my shirt is. Heck yeah. Texas. So, Y'all he's been, I don't know, right. He's been so worried about that shirt before the show and, and making sure that nah, everybody knew what it I, meant. But yeah, Right, right now, uh, with with the way things are in Texas, it's not heck yeah to me. It's yeah. what in the world's going <laughs> exactly, on in Texas. Exactly. That's a subject for another day. So, what are we going to talk about tonight? So we've got uh, episode one fifteen is all about the AGM ASP Micro TM three eighty four. As you know, a couple weeks ago we reviewed the ASP Micro TM one sixty. So Jason, today we're going to run this thing down. Um, 
uh, we, you and I have used it a bunch. We've had it for, for a little while. Uh, well, actually quite a while. For a long, uh, yeah, yeah, a long for a while. time. We've been waiting actually. to do this for a while. Yeah. We, we, we've had it so long that we kind of forgot that we had it. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. it's, uh, we, we had it, uh, we've been using it a lot. I was out again before the show, uh, testing it out again, just, you know, making sure that I had all my numbers and stats correct. So I was looking at some deer. Uh, some different yard, yardages. So we're going to be talking about that, running it down. Uh, as always, if you're interested in anything night vision or thermal optic scope related, you can always find it at OutdoorLegacyGear.com. You can call my main man, just, uh, Jason, at 877. Can't call me Justin. You no. just about called me Justin again. No, I swear I you did. 877-350-1818. Oh, gosh. The, you know, I did that. I did call you Justin way back in the years day ago. and uh but that was not a justin that was a cross between a number and a j <laughs> yeah well it, it is we do have these in stock and that is something funny we, we've had them sitting on a shelf for uh a couple months and uh we've sold some of them but we haven't done the review we haven't talked about them we've just had so many other things uh to review recently including that 160 mm-hmm. which we were actually oddly enough, more excited about just because it was so different and so unique being at that price point. So I want to go over some of the specs on this unit and I, we will just briefly kind of, we don't want to make this a full comparison, but we will, we'll we'll compare a little bit between these two optics, uh, the TM160 and the TM34. So this unit is officially called the AGM ASP Micro TM384. Um, And the 384 uh, stands for the resolution, 384 by 288 pixels. Whereas, again, that TM160 we talked about was a 160 by 120 resolution. So, 384 by 288, 17 microns, 50 hertz refresh rate, and it is a one power magnification. So, optically looking through the lens, it is one power, which means no magnification at all. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, kind of during our likes and dislikes in the review. It does have a 2x and a 4x digital zoom, so you can take it up to 2x and 4x. It has a 720 by 540 LCOS display screen. It's got um, multiple color palettes, video recording, no audio, but just video. It's got uh, Wi-Fi for an app. This is something that we have talked about on these other units that we didn't really use. We didn't want to discuss it. We didn't want people to buy it because it because of it and then be calling us asking questions mm-hmm. about it. But I have had several people who've bought these ASP units from me, uh, d- different models, and said, man, you know what? We really like this. This app works pretty good. So it is something there. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that we're going to harp on much. Uh, it does have an internal, non-removable, rechargeable battery. So this unit, uh, the specs say, will get seven hours. And I believe on a bench test, you're probably going to get around that six or seven hour mark. But I think in the field use, you're going to be closer to that five, maybe six hours. Uh, so I think, you know, five to six hours is a reasonable time frame on that. Again, it is rechargeable via a USB cord. So you can plug it into the wall and charge the unit up or you can run it off of uh, any standard external USB battery pack. So those are very cheap, very affordable. So if you got in a bind with this thing, you could plug it into one of those and power it. You could also plug it in, you know, like into your truck to a cigarette lighter 
with the USB cable. It's rated for down to negative four degrees Fahrenheit. It's an IPS seven rating. So that means it is submersible to three foot for 30 minutes of water. It weighs about 10 ounces and uh, the price, the most important <laughs> yeah. thing that I always forget. Uh, I put that at the very top and I still skipped it. It's $1,325, $1,325. Now, if you compare these specs down this whole list to this TM160 that we talked about for $499 uh, a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. this is the exact same unit, exact same housing. The only difference is that unit has a 160 again by 120 resolution. Right. So much, much less resolution, uh, much smaller uh, resolution. So less image quality than you're going to get in this 384, as you know, is considered standard resolution in thermal optics. So this definitely is a big upgrade when it comes to image quality yep. from the TM 160. Thus, that's why it has yeah. the higher price of 1325. Absolutely. And so one of the main reasons I was out tonight was to retest what I thought the realistic ID ranges were. And, and that's what really what it comes down to. Everybody wants to know when I'm out in the field, how far can I see? How, how far can I ID? Uh, if you remember two weeks ago, we talked about the TM160 ASP Micro was a 100-yard and under ID range monocular. And we showed and, and spoke about the, uh, the reasons uh, and applications as far as what you're going to use it for, your ranges, best, you know, best practices, that type of thing. But, you know, was out looking, and I've got video that I'll be showing on, on the YouTube version of this podcast uh, of some deer at 183 yards at the base, at the one power base uh, magnification level. So basically what you see through the, supposedly what you see through your eyeball is exactly what you see through the, through the unit itself. But uh, in the video, you can clearly tell at 183 yards that those are deer. Um, I had it out again tonight looking at deer at 175 yards and it is, man, it's muggy. It has been muggy here the last few days, awfully bad. I mm -hmm. uh, had it out tonight. You could clearly see the deer at 175 yards. I'm going to say the, uh, the, realistic ID range on it's probably going to be max around that 200 range. Um, in some conditions, it may be a little bit less if it's really bad weather conditions, really muggy, that type of thing. It may be a little bit less, but I, I do feel confident as much as I've had it out that you can ID, uh, at 200 yards with it. Now, can you ID, uh, a coyote and a regular dog. <laughs> no. You're gonna have to be. You're gonna have to be a very uh, skilled well, hunter. Somebody that's done it for yeah. a long period of time that I, knows how. They, I tell yeah. people when it comes down to that, you might not tell the difference in that at 50 yards with a five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending on what kind of dog it yeah, is. Yeah, so. you know. Yeah, you'll, but you, you'll I know think, if you if you know how coyotes move. But yeah, if yeah. you're gonna be able to tell if it's a deer or a hog, uh, or a yeah, a deer and a coyote. I, I do believe you'll you can tell at 200 yards. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a good unit. One thing I do want to talk about, and I thought you were going to mention it there, but it is that even though it's a one X, which is means no magnification optically, um, I believe when you look through the unit, we saw this. We see this in a lot of one X units. Actually, we saw this in the uh, TM160 as well. Things are actually smaller. Mm -hmm 
than they would be with the naked eye. So it's not a true one power. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything looks just a little bit further off. I think that hurts your your identification range just a little bit because you kind of want to zoom up. Yeah. You know, when you zoom up, you can see it. It's bigger, but you've lost half your resolution. Right. So I do think that's one thing that, again, just like the 160 uh, is, a, is a little painful. I wish that I could, you know, it was a little bit more magnified. Uh even just a true yeah. one power, but we see this in one power units from time to time. It does not yeah, really surprise if, me. If it was a two power in three hundred, you know, three eighty four resolution, it would be ideal. It's a little, it's a little under magnified for what we t- typically like. I will say yeah, this: it'd be more money too. Yeah, exactly, more money. So I know that there's a, a price range that AGM is trying to hit. Uh, the videos that come off this unit are pretty dang good. The video quality is what I'm saying. So whatever you take mm-hmm. off, put it on your computer. Um, I think the video quality is really good, you know. Uh, yeah, and, and I think that the color palettes, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of those things I don't use a lot, but I kind of think they're cool. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I'll say this on this this TM384 micro as well as that TM160. I don't use black hot a lot. I know that you do, Hans. You really like it. I'm a white hot guy. But I really do think something about this unit, the Black Hot, really makes the animals Mm -hmm. pop a little bit more. And I like it. I I don't use it on any of my other stuff, or not much, but I really do like it on these both these micro. Yeah, the tonight when I was looking at those deer at 175 yards, I actually spotted them before they came out of the thick brush. So they were coming out, you know, walking through some thick brush out into an open field. And I actually saw them before they got to the open field in Black Hot. Uh, which is quite impressive at 175 yards. You're cutting through some brush to be able to see. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't tell it's a. You couldn't tell it was a deer in the brush, but you definitely saw that there was something in there coming out. Um, so you know, we, we talked yeah, to. You, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say one quick thing. We're talking about this ID range. I want to be clear for maybe some of our new listeners who aren't overly familiar with thermal. We're talking about the identification range of. Hogs, coyotes, mm-hmm. deer, cows, these kind of animals. That does not mean the detection range. Yeah. You can look out there and spot a hot, glowing object that you know is some animal of some sort. You can detect that at hundreds of yards. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the official detection range is, uh, but it's going to be way out there. I mean, I'd, I'd always hate to say these numbers because it's always something ridiculous, yeah. but I would say realistically, Five, six hundred yards seems yeah. to be, in my opinion, no problem to right. say that, hey, there's something out there. Yeah. Is it a cow? Is it a hog? I don't know, but there's something. That's detection. Yeah. So I just wanted to be clear. Sometimes we throw these terms around and people get confused. We're not saying that you can't scan a field and go, whoa, there's something out there at 400 yards. We're just saying you won't necessarily know what that is. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you got an open field and on your place and – uh, you don't have any cattle on it, and at 600 yards, you see about 30 black dots running around. You know that's probably a group <laughs> of hogs. So you know it, there there is some common sense involved in it. You know, and sometimes even these really really expensive binoculars that you you and I use, Jason. Um, there's sometimes you don't can't tell exactly what it is at these long long distances, but uh, that's why you know you know there's something there. You kind of study it. You look. You look for different mannerisms and movements to to let you know what it is. But um, yeah, I've don't. I've always said that a deer with its head down mm-hmm. in grass looks like a hog. 
Yeah. And a deer that's laying down yep. in short grass looks like a coyote. You're exactly right on that, Fred. If, there's so many times deer with it because it's that rounded. It makes their back rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. And then you're right about the deer laying down in grass. Um, boy, them deer better watch out. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. Uh, but, I know. you know, so the the $499 AGM ASP TM160 that we reviewed two weeks ago, um, I think a lot of people are going to wonder, you know, should we spend the money uh, and and get the extra resolution? Because that's the big part of the difference of what this is. They're both the same magnification. Um, pretty, You know, everything else down the board is, yeah. is pretty close to lining up. And, you know, I think, and you may want to get into it. We, we're moving right into the likes and dislikes. But I, I think that um, the picture on this is definitely better. Better, definitely better picture oh, picture quality. Yeah, no question. Uh, if you're wondering about that, um, I, I do think it's worth the money. Uh, it just depends on what type of budget you're trying to hit. If if the the five hundred dollars is exactly what it takes to get you uh, into the thermal game for the first time, and that's really uh, all you got to spend mm-hmm. because uh, you know somebody else has plans for some money that you're wanting to spend. Like sometimes my wife uh, has uh, she had me out shopping for bedroom furniture the other day, and I just keep about <laughs> thinking about all the ammo that uh, is getting sacrificed. <laughs> but if you've got you know if you if you're trying to hit a budget of five hundred dollars, that TM one sixty is a great entry level thermal monocular. Uh, that I think you can do a lot of things with, but you got to know what you're what you're getting when you get it. So do your homework. I think with this for the little over thirteen hundred dollars, um, I do think it's a, a good monocular. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that ask that you know about this unit compared to other units. Um, just keep in mind it's a one power, so you know it's hard to compare it to a lot of the other manu- manufacturers monoculars because those are different uh, magnification levels. And, you know different different things going on yeah. and so we got to keep that in mind when you're thinking about comparing it yeah i agree with everything you said there so i, I want to say one thing and i don't want to go on this rabbit trail but a lot of times people ask us to review things review optics monocular scopes and we don't do it and people sometimes get frustrated and they go well why aren't you comparing these two and it's because we see them for what they are two very different tools mm-hmm. and magnification and price separate things. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I mean by that is it's not fair to compare. I mean, so we've made some exceptions to this rule, uh, but but rarely, and we normally have a point when we do. It's not fair to compare things of widely different price oh, yeah. points yeah. unless we just really believe they you know are very, very similar. Same thing with magnifications. Uh, if If a one power magnification will work for you, uh, and it'll do what you need, then you don't need a two or two and a half or a three power. It's two, it's two different, uh, two different tools. I, I've been using this recently talking to people on the phone about different optics. It's the difference in a ball peen hammer and mm-hmm. a, uh, a framing hammer. They're both hammers and they're both somewhat similar and you could drive a nail, but they have two different uses. Yeah. And so I would say the same thing about this and the 160. If you're a guy that's got a budget, and you really are looking to spend five, six, seven hundred dollars. The one sixty is where you're getting it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're saying, "Hey, man, I've got twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars," this is an optic that you want to consider. To me, it comes down to price. And generally speaking, this is a broad brush. You get what you pay for in thermal, mm-hmm. 
And so, I mean, image quality. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. You are paying for the image quality. Yeah. And so if you've got 1300 bucks laying around and you want thermal, uh, this is going to be the unit. You're going to be more satisfied much yep. more with this. Now, go ahead. I was going to say what the the uses are for this and who this That's might where be. I was yeah, going. who this so might be good go. for. We're, so, I think the the user that thought that the 160 would be best for their application and hunting style, I think that would be the same person that would be yeah. interested in this as well, but they want better picture quality. So, I get a lot of calls from people uh, that are interested in, in scopes and monoculars from Florida, Alabama, uh, you know, over, you know, on the East coast, Southern East coast. And they say, man, it is a swamp. It is thick woods. Mm-hmm. We don't have any fields. Uh, you know, it's the Everglades, mm-hmm. you know, I need something, uh, that I can see well, but I, da- I can't have much magnification at all because it's so thick, uh, that this is going to be the monocular for you. If you, uh, are a deer hunter and you're wanting to track in the woods uh, for for a deer that's you know that's been wounded and run off. This is a great monocular for tracking uh, wounded or dead animals that are in the woods. Things like that, um, or or live deer. Deer live, hunting. I mean, exactly. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I always take thermal with me. Mm-hmm. Deer hunting, uh, whether I'm in the woods or in a field, yep. I can see them coming long before they get there, and I can tell you this for a fact. I've gone into the woods, and when I say the woods, um, I hunt in everything from, you know, a f- small food plots that are literally in the middle of hardwood bottoms, mm-hmm. uh, all the way to uh, an old uh, hundred-year-old pond mm-hmm. that's kind of grown up in the middle of the woods. I know it used to be a, a, a cotton field a hundred years ago. And I mean, it's a tight spot, but there's just this little hole of water. So you're in the woods. And I have gone in there with all kinds of thermal monoculars, everything from uh, four and a half power, three power, two power, two and a half power, 1.9. I mean, I can just name all the monoculars I've been in these spots with. And it's these higher Mm -hmm. magnifications are unusable in there because while it doesn't seem like much when you're looking out a couple hundred yards, when you get in the thick woods and there's trees here and trees there and they're all over, it's too much. And you feel like you got a pair of binoculars (laughs) looking around in your house. And so this one power is going to be perfect for that. And, And I say deer hunting, but I go to those same places baiting up holes sometimes mm-hmm. taking my daughter and stuff and we're hog hunting in right. there and so if you're in those woods that hans is talking about these closer tighter areas hunting log sets log roads uh that this is going to be the binocular for you yeah so louisiana uh most of east texas florida all, a, all the way over a lot of the south a lot of the south yeah. that's tight hunting in in thick uh, thick woods this is going to be for you if you are a coyote hunter uh, in South Dakota or Wyoming or <laughs> yeah. even West Texas, yeah. and you are trying to see coy- coyotes a mile away, you mm-hmm. just move right on along. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but the it, good thing it, is AGM right. has a full line of monoculars, and you know they got the the TM twenty five, the TM thirty five. They got a six forty resolution monocular that we'll be talking about uh, mm-hmm. here coming up pretty soon. So they got a. A, a big product display of, of different monoculars that you can choose from to get they do to fit what you're trying to do. But um, since you know, you know what to expect, this is 
basically the same uses as a TM160, but with better with a better picture. So, so yeah, and I, I don't want to make this. I, th I feel like we've talked about every other monocular more than we've talked about this TM384. But I do want to say this because people are going to ask. We're going to get the phone call. They're going to say, "Okay, well, let's say that I'm going to bump up to the TM384 Micro." Uh, I'm not going to get the, the 160. I need better image quality. I've got the money. Is this the only monocular I should consider? Um, again, depending on your usage mm -hmm. and the magnification you need, if you say, man, I'd really like to have a little more magnification, uh, I know you can nickel and dime yourself to death when you're buying thermal yep. because you can take one step and that leads to another step. Yep. I would say if you do need a little more magnification but you still want to keep it under you know two thousand dollars i would very highly consider moving into the agm asp uh, tm 25 uh, 384 so that unit uh, we've already done a review on mm -hmm. it hans has got a review on youtube of that one don't you i did I, yeah, three yeah yeah the 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 tm 35 Oh, you did the 30. Yeah, I did. The I said, I'm talking about the 25. No, You're going to do that one. All yeah, right. Sorry. It's the TM 25. And uh, I got the, the number. I don't know if I might have <sighs> said it wrong. But it's a TM 25. It's 1795. Yeah. So again, I know we've gone from 500 to 1795. Big difference. I'm just making the point. If you say, hey, I'm watching this and you've already told me maybe this one power isn't going to do it for me, but I'm not looking to go spend two or $3,000 what I need to do, I would say look at the TM25-384 right. AGMS. Great unit. Uh, really, really nice. You can go watch our review on that. So yep. back to this unit, what Hans was saying. I agree with him. I think this is a good unit. I do think it's got a, a, a narrow focus of what it's good for. Um, it's going to be the shorter range. I think if you're hunting fields uh, with a max of a couple hundred yards, it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. uh, I think if you're hunting a lot of big fields where you can see 253, 50, 400, 500 yards or, or further, uh, and you think there's going to be animals out there at those longer distances, this probably isn't going to be it. Um, again, getting in the woods, tighter areas, tracking, mm -hmm. Uh, this is absolutely going to be it. Uh, household type stuff uh, around the farm use. We've talked about, you know, what thermals are good for. I think that's when these one power units really, really shine because they do have a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, as far as uh, likes and dislikes, we're going to move right into that. Uh, and I think we've kind of covered a lot of that uh, up, yeah. up in this review. Um, you know, the first thing for me is obviously the size, uh, the convenience of uh, being able to throw this in your pocket, lightweight. I think in my review video, I said the TM160 weighed just about nothing, <laughs> which sounds like a very scientific <laughs> uh, weight measurement it there. It is. Um, very small, can fit in your pocket, uh, Not you know, smaller than your hand. Uh, you know, I think the uh, the I love the fact that it's got internal video recording, uh, the video quality that comes off of that and that goes that you can see on your computer or your phone is very good. Um, you know, it, it doesn't really bother me that it doesn't have audio because, um, you know, I'm using, if I'm using my monocular for videoing, I'm not shooting or typically not shooting. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really sure. matter. The sound really doesn't matter to me. Um, but I think everything else is, is pretty easy to use the, the menu system, uh, seems okay. I mean, it's not an overcomplicated, 
but at the same time, it doesn't seem way dumbed down like you like it's cheap. Uh, it does not feel that way at all. Uh, yeah. My dislikes, and I said this before, I can't get the dang eye rubber thing to the uh, the lens cover to stay on. I've been sitting here oh, jacking with this thing the whole show. I can't get it to stay on. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. to do. I, but if that's I, yeah, the worst thing the, about this thing, then that's we're doing the worst thing good. you can say. I've been sitting well, here jacking with it. I would run down kind of my list would be very similar. I would say my dislikes to get those out of the way. Um, I really wish the one power was a little more closer to a true one power. It wasn't a you know, smaller than one power. Uh, it was the same size as you'd see with your naked eye. I'd say that I would like to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish that I had a way to pull the battery out and charge it up. But again, for the price, uh, it's not a big deal. I think the battery life is very good. The fact that I can charge it up on any kind of USB battery pack mm -hmm. or, you know, yeah. cigarette light or whatever, it's fine. Um, I think the menu system you mentioned, it's not my favorite menu systems on these ASP, but the one thing I will say, and I think this is true of most optics, uh, once you get it set up, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The rest of the buttons I have memorized by, yeah. you know, feeling them with my fingers. Okay. This is the on off button. Mm -hmm. This is the zoom. This is the record. And one thing I have noticed on these, these micros is to record. You've got to hold the record button a long time. Yeah. And that actually, I like that. Yeah. And the reason I like it is, is because it doesn't get hit. Yeah. And so if I push that button, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not just going to start recording. I don't know how many times on some of the other brands, yeah. I press the button like, wrong button oh dead gummit now i'm recording now i gotta un, you know stop recording so i actually like that um i think you know again those are my dislikes not much my likes i do like the buttons i do think it's simple to use i like the size the weight uh, the price i really don't have anything overly negative i mean just to, to say about it we've i think the one thing that hans and i try to do here is to tell you what these optics are good for mm -hmm. and what they're not good for. I think I could give this to a lot of guys and they would say, oh my gosh, this is trash. This is terrible. Well, you know, I could give them a $3,500 monocular and that doesn't, that doesn't fit their needs and they'd say the same thing. Yeah. So the, the point is I've found when people don't like thermal or night vision optics, the majority of the time it's because they have the wrong tool for the job. And this tool is a very good tool for the money. You just have to put it in the right scenario. Yep. And I, I just think and we've, we've already gone down that road of what it is good and not good for. So that's the only thing that I yeah. would, would say to you is that if somebody tells you this thing is junk or it doesn't, whatever, it's because they're trying to make it do something that it was not intended to do. Yeah, if and, you use this thing for close up, it's going to be great. And that's why when you call a good reputable dealer, and I do suggest that you, before you make a decision that you call and speak with somebody uh, and, and speak with somebody that you intend on buying from, but if you're talking to somebody that's really going to help you find what you need, they're going to ask you, um, what are you hunting? What ranges are you hunting? What's the conditions? Uh, obviously what's your price range? They're going to ask you a series of between, uh, you know, five and 10 questions before they can narrow their search and make a good suggestion of a monocular. But the good thing is, uh, and when you call, uh, 
Jason, you know, or you look on the website, outdoorlexygear.com, there are a lot of thermal monocular options. And thank goodness for that. So if you... More than ever. More than ever. There's a lot. There, so give Jason a call. And, and when you, uh, you know, call, be prepared to, hey, explain what you want it for, you know, what that budget number has got to be and where you're hunting yeah. the conditions. And that way, it'll it definitely, you'll get something. It, it will. And let me say this. Yeah, you just mentioned that. You don't have to be prepared to, to know you know, all the answers or know what to tell me, we're going to ask the right questions. Yeah. I mean, Hans and I are going to ask the questions. And these are simple things. Where are you hunting? What's the terrain? How far, you know, all these simple things. Uh, but yeah, if you know that ahead of time, and, and I know some people go, well, I don't know. I've never done it before. And that's fine. We'll walk you through that yeah. too. But if, if you call somewhere, cause there are, there's a lot of good dealers. I'm friends with a lot of them. And if you call somewhere, and they don't ask you those questions, you got to go somewhere else. Cause that doesn't, that's nobody can recommend, uh, one of these, yeah. I keep calling them tools and that's what they are. Unless they know what job you're wanting to yeah. use it on. If, if, uh, and here's the thing, another trick, if you call up a dealer and you say, Hey, I'm interested in, in this monocular, uh, what I would suggest is just call up and say, I'm interested in a monocular and don't give the one that you're specifically looking at and, and let them, narrow down the search into what you might be looking at or what you have been looking at to make sure that you're, mm -hmm. that both of you are on the same page as far as recommendations. But, yeah. um, but yeah, so if y'all have any questions, uh, as always, you can reach out to, to Jason or I, you can call at 877-350-1818. Obviously again, look on the website, you can comment to this video. Uh, you can definitely, uh, hit us up on all the socials. Um, I've got one more question since we've moved through the review, unless you have anything else and it. And it's pertaining to the nope. grave, a very technical question about the grave. Okay. Now we're good. What's up? So, you know, this thing has a white cross on it, right? On this grave. Yes. I don't know where this is going, but yes. So is it, I'm just really worried about getting struck down by lightning in this whole deal, but <laughs> do, should I, great. should I re remove the cross or should I just dig around it? Cause I'm, I really don't want to get struck down by lightning. I don't want to be on God's I, bad I, side. I, I think that, uh, <laughs> should I take the cross it's not and concreted in or anything? No, I think I'd just take it out and put start, it in like a very respectable place while I'm digging. I think I'd just start digging around and kind of see what's happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm not expecting you to bring the backhoe out there. So I think I'd just, I'd take a, a sharpshooter or yeah. a shovel and I'd kind of start digging down easy because here's the thing, this is East Texas. You're in the middle of the woods yeah. with trees and roots and whatever. Whatever this is, it's is not, not going to be buried deep. Oh, and it's all in, okay. all in some kind of, it's in thick, thick bushes and brush. So Yeah, it's not going to be buried deep. And I, I, this is strange, man. I can't, I just I really so wish I could be there. If next week uh, Jason says that you, Joel has gone missing... Or he hasn't heard from me, or where is but he? But you know what's bad yeah. is I'm supposed to be coming up there in like two weeks. You could have waited. Not well. I feel you like know? I've waited a long now time. You've, but I know now you've gone out and you've made the promise. So, but, but I would have gone with you. I know. But here's the thing: if if I've gone missing, either something very terrible has happened, <laughs> or I found buried treasure and I've just quit. Yeah, and I'm exactly. Off on a this beach is. Somewhere. So it's, it's not a cross. It's X marks the spot. X marks and that's the spot. where the, <laughs> yeah. So if I'm, if y'all yeah. don't hear from me, 
you know, assume the worst, but hope for the best, you know, exactly. So I can't wait. Yeah. I'm so so thank y'all for joining us. Episode 115, talking about the ASP uh, micro, the AGM TM 384. Man, that is a mouthful. That's a lot of numbers and letters to talk about. But uh, if you are interested, contact us. I've already given all that out. I'm not going to make you go through it again. Uh, you can find uh, Jason on all the socials. My man hangs out on the forums, on answering emails all night long. That is, that, on yeah, that's not don't hang out on the forums. On Facebook, I don't hang out. He there. doesn't hang out a lot on Instagram, but he hangs out a lot on Facebook and all the the forums and all the hunting hunting stuff. But you can find him at Outdoor Legacy Gear on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. Go subscribe, thumbs up everything, uh, show him some love. He hangs out at. Uh, the forums he hangs out are, are the Texas Hunting Forum. And also the Texas Bow Hunter. He hangs out on Texas Bow Hunter a lot. He's actually a sponsor on that forum. And uh, if you're on there, say hi to him over there. You can find me uh, on uh, Instagram at Hans ETX. You can also find me on YouTube at Hans ETX. That's H A N S E T X. Um, I just put out a video last week, my official review of the uh, Asp Micro TM 160. Uh, we reviewed it two weeks ago here. Uh, on my video, it's got uh, thermal video through the unit, um, a walkout video where we've got somebody walking from 50 out to 200 yards, so you get to see a lot more of that kind of stuff with that video. Uh, and please join us again next week. I'll let you end it. Oh, well, I just, that was a I just ran out of breath. Right. And, um, you ran out of breath. Dry. I mean, people, nobody's, nobody's still here listening anyway. <laughs> so, all right, folks, we appreciate y'all. Thanks for uh, coming back, uh, listening to Hans and I for another review and us jibber-jabbering and talking about digging up graves and all kinds of stuff. Never know what you're going to get oh, here. Yeah. Come back next week. Uh, no idea what you're going to get because we don't know yet. Uh, so it'll be a surprise to everybody, but uh, it'll be another great show. And we appreciate y'all's support. We appreciate uh, you coming back every week, listening or watching on YouTube. Uh, like, subscribe, give us good feedback. It always helps us, and we really do appreciate it. So between now and then, stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes. Mm-hmm.